Welcome to the Sunday Worship Podcast, where we explore the questions of Sunday worship and why we gather to worship God in the ways that we do. Whether you are a new Christian or have been following Christ your whole life, our prayer is that you will glean something from these conversations to help propel you towards a deeper intimacy and understanding of who God is and why we worship our God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm your host, John Rowe, and I'm the worship director here at New Life Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm joined today by a couple of our pastors, Nick Spazowski and Rick Keith. Both of these guys have been serving in ministry for over 20 years and have helped shape the way we worship at New Life in unique and powerful ways. They've also just been great friends to me and many of our staff and many in our church. And so it is just an honor to be speaking to these guys today. And as we kick off this podcast series on Sunday worship, we wanted to start with the question of why Sunday? What's so important about Sundays and what is happening in Sunday worship from a spiritual practice point, as well as what we believe is happening theologically? Firstly, though, I thought we could start just on a personal level. And Rick, maybe you could start us out by just talking about how the Sunday gathering has impacted your own spiritual formation. Awesome. Thanks, John. Uh, first, let me just say, I think this is a fantastic conversation, uh, really necessary, and I, so I'm excited you came up with the idea. So it's fun to be here. Thanks. Um, so I was raised going to church, uh, though I didn't know the Lord. And my first uh, experience with church was very liturgical, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of the impact of changing colors based on the season. I had different right. smells during things like that. And it was very stand up, sit down, right. hymns, very formal. Yeah. I think what I what I drew from that, honestly, was just the holiness of God, uh, the reverence for scripture. Uh, though I didn't know the Lord. Uh, then I came to college and I was invited to what was what is new life. And it was a little different then, but there are just a few of us, maybe 20 in the room in an auditorium, mm-hmm. someone with a guitar and got up and spoke. And I remember walking out the first time and going, I don't know if this is church. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't have that churchy feel and I wondered if it counted. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, as I've been involved in, in a more modern uh, worship service, one of the things that helped me understand even as I kept going back, was I was there to learn. Like Mm -hmm. the talks were real and practical. And what it taught me is, man, when I'm here, God has something to say to me that's practical. And and also uh, the worship was just relevant too. So uh, being with those folks in a, in a, uh, in a more modern uh, setting, just helped me to connect that I'm, I'm coming to hear from the Lord. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And even hearing you say that giving both experiences, there's just like a huge breadth of how people experience God on a, in a Sunday morning gathering and to hear your upbringing with like very high church feel liturgical. And we're going to use that word liturgy liturgical a lot here in this podcast series because it has a it's a meaning that we don't always we don't always quite understand what liturgy is um but hearing you experience both sides is 
that's amazingly cool. And I think it's also, it gives us a deeper understanding, I think, and how people worship. So, uh, Nick, turning our attention to you, how, I mean, introduce yourself a little bit, but also how is, uh, how is the Sunday gathering impacted your own spiritual walk and formation? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah. Echo Rick's sentiments. Thank you so much for uh, pulling us together and inviting us to mm-hmm. be, be a part today. I'm um, excited for how this is going to benefit and bless uh, our church body uh, and maybe others. So for me, I didn't grow up going to church, actually. Um, we went to church maybe once or twice a year. Uh, my family's from Eastern Europe, so it was like a Orthodox church service, uh, very uh, liturgical as well, but it was in another language. It was in Yugoslavian, actually, because that was the country I was, I was born in. Uh, now it's North Macedonia. Uh, but uh, I didn't understand very well what was going on. Um, usually my parents would just send me in the hallway to take care of my two younger brothers. So I felt kind of, I don't know, mm-hmm. bored and, and annoyed <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. Um, wasn't the best experience. I do remember liking lighting a candle and, and putting it in the little little box of, of sand uh, yeah. that they had. That was, that was fun. Got to do that every time. But kind of as I got a little older, some friends invited me to go to church. I started uh, checking that out in high school, um, partly uh, because I had a crush on one of the girls who was inviting me, to be honest, completely. Uh, And that's all right. The Lord moves through those things. Way to be authentic. Yes, thank you. And uh, but I I actually started uh, like like learning a lot and learning, you know, who this uh, Jesus was um, Mm. and what it means to to worship god um and so got a bible my friends got me i started reading that on my own and eventually yeah came to saving faith in jesus senior year in high school um and then got plugged into new life pretty early on my freshman year uh, which was back in uh, the last millennium 1999 um and uh, went on staff at our church about four years after that and so uh, as I got, you know, really kind of that, that last year in high school, got plugged into that church and then new life in, in college and beyond, um, the Sunday gathering uh, became um, just part of part of the rhythm of, of what I just did every week, week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have it growing up. And then I realized how much I, I needed that, that regular connection with God and with his body to uh, be uh, re-energized, be refocused on on who the Lord is, um, and how uh, how easy it was to lose sight of of Him and what really matters in life without that gathering. Right. Um, and you know, I would be involved in small groups and other things throughout the week, and those things really helped. But it was the Sunday gathering that I found that no matter what I was coming in with, what I, mm-hmm. whether I felt like I had zero left in my spiritual tank. Uh, or whether I was discouraged, or whether I was doing well with the Lord, uh, I knew I could depend on that, yeah. and that I needed that for uh, real, authentic connection with the Lord. Um, and that made such a huge difference in that kind of when I was, my my spiritual walk with the Lord was so formational at that point. I was so young yeah. in the faith uh, that I needed that regular time singing, worshiping the Lord, uh, those truths about who God is, who I am, who we are in His image, and also just that time in the word and, and learning um, what it means to, to be a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. That collective gathering of the body of Christ is so crucial, mm-hmm. I think, to how we are formed, how we are discipled. Yep. And I know for me, um, even when I was in 
Bible college and early on in ministry, it was easy to start to diminish the value of the Sunday gathering. I remember talking with friends and other ministry leaders in the late 90s, this is early 2000s, where there was some other push in ministry and churches to do what was called a seeker style service and whatever. But it um, was a time where it was like the emphasis of what the Sunday morning gathering was, was being diminished, mm. like a lot. So much so that I had lots of friends be like, eh, I don't need to go on Sundays. It's not mm. a big deal. And, and maybe there are times when we can't come on Sundays. Uh, but the regular practice, the regular rhythm of, of showing up together as the body of Christ does something in us. It is a mysterious thing that I think happens. You know, we have, um, I'll even say this, you know, we all, as we were going through the pandemic, that truth of, um, of Matthew eighteen twenty, which is where two or three are gathered, there, there I am, that whole concept, which for me, you know, used to be a little bit of a running joke a little bit, you know, I used to <laughs> use that to, to pipe in with a little joke in a conversation or in a meeting. And it's like, oh, we're all, we're all together. So I guess the Lord's here. And it's like, yes, that is very much the truth that is happening. And we go through the pandemic and you have this time where none of us are together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember um, the first time we gathered as a staff. Uh, after several months not meeting together in person and all you know the collective feeling was wow I just needed to be around people and it was like this mysterious not so mysterious the us sensing the Holy Spirit yeah because we had gathered together and we were worshiping together and um and it was a really meaningful moment and I remember thinking to myself in that moment I was like Oh, I have so taken this Sunday morning, Sunday service gathering for granted. Oh, yeah, for sure. We just did a trip in July um, and we missed a couple of Sundays because we were out of town and uh, I, I felt it. Right. Like right. I felt it, even though we were, you know, it was my family, another family from the church. So we were, you know, together with the church mm-hmm. body in a way. Uh, but that that purposeful gathering where everything is is oriented toward connecting with the lord um being able to to receive from him and commune with him uh and with one another um i I miss it when i right when i miss it right Mm -hmm. Uh, because we need it we need it desperately as as followers of jesus i kind of wonder nick because just even listening to your story and we all collectively kind of went through this time where we couldn't gather but at least between us sitting here, you have a unique story that you didn't have church mm-hmm. growing up as a regular thing, um, and now you do. Yeah. And I wonder, is there anything that uh, for you that you can identify the difference, like uh, because you didn't have it and now you do? I wonder if there's any uh, anything that 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 speaks to you as as you think about the Sunday service because of that unique experience. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Rick. Um, I mean, I can think on it more, but uh, the first thing that's coming to mind is, is I feel like my family growing up was very unstable. Uh, there's a lot of dysfunction and, and issues, and you know, every family has has their 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 stuff. Um, but but having like like now my adult life and, and my you know family that we have right now with my wife and our three kids, 
um, it, it's like an orientation, right? That, mm-hmm. that um, church and, and Sundays is, is something we orient our, our lives around. Um, and so it, it uh, is, is kind of like a centering point. It, it also reminds us of the spiritual realities that we can so easily forget. Um, but also it, it brings a sense of, of um, order. Yeah. to this right. chaotic world that we live in yeah, that we're right. all trying to figure out, right? That, mm-hmm. that I, right. I just did not have growing up mm-hmm. at all. My life just felt so chaotic and, and out of control. I didn't know when someone was going to blow up or, or some situation was going to happen. Um, but having that, that regular rhythm weekly that, that we know we can kind of orient our lives around right. uh, just makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, even as... And when I get to this word order, because it brings us to another word, which is formation, what's Mm -hmm. forming us. Um, But I think even, Nick, you had a period of time where you weren't going to church. I I have the opposite where I have never known a time where I didn't go Mm -hmm. to church and and where I haven't known the grace of Jesus. Whereas you have been grafted in as Paul talks about the foreigner grafted yes, in. Yeah, serious, <laughs> literally. <laughs> First generation immigrant family, and um, and now with your family that you have, you it, it's probably even difficult to think about that. It uh, is, or it's, even it's remember. hard to remember. Honestly, right. when Rick asked, I had to think think kind of right. hard about that because you those that experience the experience you have now is now so fully a part of you. Yeah, and, and that it. It feels like a different life. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I want to then get into this idea of order and formation and how this idea of this spiritual practice of attending church on a regular basis, how does it form us? And um, Nick, we'll start with you. Just like, how do you feel that attending church on Sundays, showing up on Sundays really forms us? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say first off that we're all being formed by something, uh, whether we realize it or not, whether Amen. we intend it to it or not, uh, we're being formed um, by the culture around us, by, by media, uh, by the things we take in, by the people around us. And so Sundays, the Sunday worship gathering, uh, the, what it's meant to, to do is actually for, for Christ to form us, uh, for us to be formed in the image of, of Jesus himself. And so... Uh, when we go with the posture of a disciple, of a learner, uh, in humility before uh, the Lord in a Sunday gathering where everything is oriented to, to lift our eyes from ourselves, from, from this earthly place to the heavens, to the heavenly place, to what's, what's actually real and important. Um, and this life is real too, obviously, mm-hmm. but, but we, we miss the spiritual realities because of everything else going on in our lives that we're being formed into uh, Jesus and, and also into to who we're, we're meant to be. Into right. when, when God made each of us unique, we're, we're meant to uniquely reflect his image uh, to the rest of this world. We can't do that if we're being formed by everything except God. Uh, but if we're being formed by him, then we can yes. do that well and, and um, in the way that we're, we're all meant to as yeah. his followers. I was, I was, as you were talking, Nick, I thought about a quote I heard a long time ago is we become what we worship. Yeah. And, uh, the Sunday morning is a time when we as a community, as the whole body come together and present ourselves before the Lord 
to worship him. Mm-hmm. So it's a time that we intentionally are, are asking God to form us and to shape us. Uh, I remember when we switched some things with Sunday morning, where we started the <laughs> sermon. Only done that a few times. A few times, yeah, that's right. Uh, we switched some things with Sunday morning, where we just had a uh, one song, and then we went right into the talk. We thought we do, and uh, I I think I had more comments from people <laughs> outside just from that one thing. And 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 what I heard was, hey, I spend all week working and doing different things. I need some time to sing and to to worship God through music before I get my heart in a place to listen. Yeah. So that just indicates to me that there is there is something happening on Sunday morning mm-hmm. that's that's right. shaping us. Right. Um and I just think also it's the Lord knew this, right? He set apart a day for the Lord, for himself that we yep. would cease from our work and we'd set apart a day for him uh obviously that has taken different shapes um throughout the years but it's part of sabbath mm-hmm. is to right. is to is to gather together to worship god that it's been that way for god's people for thousands of years and so uh and it's not just me it's us together as a body mm. yep yeah that us piece is so crucial to like in my mind it's yeah it's forgetting the um, trying to do this on my own. Like we desire as individuals, we want to worship God throughout the week. Yep. But we need that encouragement. We need to come together with other believers who uh, believe the same things that we do to help form us and even reform us. Yeah. Like we are leaky vessels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I showed up on a Sunday morning with my spiritual tank on E, right? right. And then just being around other believers, seeing their faith, uh, spending time in the scriptures, spending time singing, sometimes where I really didn't want to, right? Um, but just kind of as, as an act of, of humility and obedience. And I would leave uh, just changed and right. different and filled back up. Uh, and I needed that. Yes. It's huge. I'll be honest. I mean... There, many Sunday mornings, I get up and I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like, uh, wow, thanks like, for your honesty, Pastor. I, I, no, <laughs> and uh, and I think there are things about it that are that want we forget within a week the importance of worship and seeing. It's to the point where I'm like, ah, do I really? Need, I don't really want to go. Can I just sit here and whatever? Um, but then I'm with the people of God. S- singing to the Lord, getting my heart involved yeah. and listening and it and I walk away filled up filled yeah. up most right. of the time. Yeah. I had a experience last December where I had I was serving, I was leading that morning and I pulled into the parking lot and I literally was sitting there like I did not want to get out of my car right now. And <laughs> <laughs> I just turned around like, and I, I just I there was several things that were happening uh with the team and with uh just in my own life and i was like i need your help lord mm-hmm. and i go in and i told the team that that morning and they came around me mm-hmm. you know ministered to me and it was just a great morning and yeah. i just felt the closeness of the body of christ and the closeness of the spirit while we were 
yeah. worshiping that morning. So yeah. I want to highlight something you did there, John, yeah. that I think is so huge and so easy to miss as as a believer. Um, it's did you? Thank you, um, I think that you are honest about how you were doing that morning, that you were struggling with with others, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, worship, rest of the worship team, others that were there that morning, is so huge. Um, even even to be honest with the Lord when you're right. doing, when you're feeling that way, um, on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. God, I, I don't have much right now, or I don't feel like worshiping you, yep. um, but I'm going to anyways. Yeah. Um, I'll, to be honest, like that with the Lord, sometimes in my quiet times as well, right. or when I'm just spending time in prayer or reading the Word, I just don't want to do this, but I'm going to do mm-hmm. it anyways. Please help. Yeah. And I think that honesty goes such a long way. Yeah, that posture of confession mm-hmm. is everything. I think that's really good, Nick, what you were sharing just about being honest with the Lord. And I think uh, Scripture's honest. Uh, it says, there's a, there's a passage that says, uh, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't be in there if it was not a habit <laughs> for us to want to withdraw from one right. another. Yeah. Um, so to be honest, that there are things that, that want us to live individually in faith. For sure, Rick. I think it's uh, it's so easy to get bogged down and yeah, busyness of life or even conflict mm-hmm. as well, right? Yeah. Like I've seen that keep people from church, um, mm-hmm. church services. I just you know I'm upset with this person or I'm hurt and I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to go, so I'm yeah. not going to. Um, but you know who's that really gonna? affect the most sure. right uh it's, it's yourself yeah. um and the cost is is great uh to miss out on that that gathering with yeah. with your church body yeah rick you bring up the idea of just like how it affects not only someone else but it affects you and your growth and as we talk even just about the different worship practices on sunday it's like paul talks about in first corinthians like as we approach the communion table, which is an act of worship, like that we ought to examine ourselves and that if we're like not willing to be examined, where it's that, that pride builds up, that sin builds up. And it's like, no, come in with the posture of humility so that the Lord can do a work in us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on our Sunday worship service, we have a lot of different ways. I would say it's a lot of different ways that um, people can encounter the spirit and encounter worshiping God. And we have some set worship rhythms uh, in our Sunday service. And um, I'm gonna say some of these uh, practices and you guys can feel free to jump in and expound on some of them and how they've affected you. but. Uh, firstly, I'll say, I bring up this word liturgy before, but we at New Life, we follow this loose fourfold liturgy. And liturgy, it's just a big word that can be used. It's not a big word. It's a small word, actually. But it just simply means the work of the people. And as we interpret it um, as a church, we it's the work is our worship and how we're doing that together. And so... We have kind of four sections in our service and it's our gathering. We come together to reacquaint ourselves with 
the presence of the Lord as a body of Christ. And then we hear from the word. And so we oftentimes hear preaching. And then we go to the communion table um, where we're reacquainted with the gospel every time we gather. Um, and then we are sent out sending portion of our service every every week we kind of make a joke about it but it's like no every week is a sending sunday at mm -hmm. new life church yeah. um and so uh what happens in those different sections of the service can vary from week to week but often we'll see um singing uh and music that we start our service out with um you mentioned rick when we decided to just do one song at the beginning of a service and people got upset. People have opinions about music. Yes, they do. And um, <laughs> if this is new news to you, um, <laughs> it won't be in a way, little bit. <laughs> um, and I'll even say with each of these worship practices, our hope is that we will be expounding on each of them in additional episodes of this podcast. And so, um, we're just going to talk on them briefly here, but, um, yeah, singing and music, it is a transformational experience. And, um, uh, and when it's done collectively in the body of Christ, it, it even has greater power. Um, then we often have, uh, you know, you might hear announcements and that kind of thing in our service to let people know what's happening in our, in our community, but then we will usually have a testimony and we call it a slice of life. And, um, it's just an opportunity to let the body of Christ know what's happening on in people's lives. Yeah. And it's really one of the most authentic parts of our service. Um, usually we hear from people who have started to come to our church and people who have even left our, uh, community, um, for different reasons. They always talk about missing that, that, that uh that part or that loving being a part of that testimony time hearing those slices of life then we regularly hear from the word our pastors preach and um it's often a challenging time it's usually expository uh but then we're always preaching towards the communion table we're going to hear the gospel and it's an opportunity for us to respond and and reacquaint ourselves with what christ has done for us and as i said before then we are sent out into the world we are always living scent and um i wonder if you guys have any ways that you have uh, been transformed or uh, by uh, just our regular worship practices that you see in our sunday services rick why don't you start us off yeah i think uh i mean i love our service and i i i know that we um you know, it's not just, I, I know that our Sunday morning is not just a, something we just do by rote. There's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of effort put into, Lord, what would you have for us? Right. What would you have for your community this yeah. week? And I, I sense that um, as I come in. And so um, for me, just worship in terms of musical worship, it, I'm not a singer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't listen to music. Even growing up, I listened a little bit of, but I listen to talk radio way more. Um, so one of the things for me is is the regular practice. It's like a, a volitional choice yeah. to sing for me. Right. 
and a volitional choice to uh, to express to God uh, whatever we're singing. And, and what I found for me is this is a time to get out of my head, into my heart, and to let my whole body uh, be a part of worshiping God right. in my heart. So uh, that was not something I did before I came to Christ, but that's mm-hmm. something we do. Yes. Uh, and there's times the worship, like you said, sometimes it's just... Uh, it's the work of the people. Yeah, it, it's not just singing for singing's sake. I think we're singing to the Lord. We're singing to one another. Yes, there are times, uh, uh, most powerful moments, when I just stop singing right. and listen to the people around me. Yeah, and it ministers to my soul. Right. So uh, that's been profoundly impactful for me. And some songs I really don't like, <laughs> but that's that's that, that's okay. Because some people love them. And so... Um, Even as the worship director, I don't always like every song that that's, we sing. That's really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll just add to that. Um, there's there's a reason why the, the largest book of the Bible is is all like songs. Psalms. Yes. The book of Psalms is, mm-hmm. is meant to be a, a book of, of, of musical worship and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And there's something about even the the breadth of of the human experience that is that is really honestly portrayed in the Book of Psalms that I, I love and, and I don't think we and maybe other churches do do this or, or don't do this as well um, are really honest about the the hard parts of life the parts where we need to lament and grieve and um, and singing uh, has a way of of helping us. Um, the, the truths that we know in our heads sink down into our hearts and right. into yeah. our souls. There's there's a disarming quality about it, I think, yes. um, that, that you know, kind of almost allows our, our whole being to relax some, mm-hmm. I, I think. And uh, and we, we get to experience uh, these, these truths about, about who God is, who we are, uh, in a way that we wouldn't be able to otherwise. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're commanded to, to do this in Scripture. You know, Ephesians uh, 5, 19 and 20 says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's something about, yeah, there's this connection between music and our heart and, and musical worship that, um, I don't know, There's there's it's hard to describe. There's a mystery to it, I think. Yeah. It's hard to even find the right words. Um, but, but once you've experienced that, you know, week in, week out, um, you know it and and it's so formational and it's so huge, uh, and, and we really need it, um, as, as believers, it's, it's, yeah, it's crucial. Yeah. It's, it is a mysterious practice that has been passed on to us for centuries now. Mm -hmm. And it's, I love even what Paul says the verse before don't get drunk on wine like we think that's the way to fill us <laughs> yeah. up that's mm. and it's like no you want to be filled with the spirit refilled with the spirit do this regular practice of singing psalms hymns and spiritual songs yeah like it this mysterious thing will happen over yeah. and over again mm-hmm. as we wash ourselves in the truth of that yeah. mm-hmm. and um yeah it is and it's almost too hard to explain over and over again uh, but it uh, because it is an experiential yeah thing and it's also the picture you get in revelation right of, right. of what um 
the end will be like or what heaven will be like there's there's so much uh singing and 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 praising of the lord mm-hmm. um that we just get like a glimpse of. we get like a little right. taste of mm-hmm. on on a sunday morning um and then it it can fill us up it often does fill right. us up um that you know i, I mean i I listen to worship music in, in the car and it's good and it's helpful, but the power of doing that together yes. with your body mm-hmm. of believers, uh, crying out to the Lord in the Lord's presence, um, there's nothing else like it. Amen. So I want to get a little academic here and shift into a bit of a theological understanding of what we believe happens when we gather as the body of Christ. And there are a lot of directions we could go here. Uh, But Nick, I want to start with you. And maybe you can just start us out by talking about the idea of a covenant and what covenant worship looks like. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'd love to, John. Um, covenant it basically just boils down to an agreement or, or a promise. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, nowadays in, in our kind of interactions in the world, uh, business world, it would be like a contract. Yes. Um, but in yeah, biblical times, a covenant was an agreement that two parties entered into or to be clear what each party is committing to and also what the penalty would be for, for breaking that covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you actually see multiple covenants throughout uh, the Old Testament. You know, you got God's covenant with Noah, uh, with David, uh, with Abraham, um, and then with Moses and, and the people of Israel. Uh, in specific, I want to focus on, on that one. Uh, you see that in Exodus 20 to, to about 24, where, uh, you know, you got Moses, he's got the Ten Commandments. Um, yep. And basically, that's God's uh Covenant. He's he's the initiator. He's the one who initiates all these covenants with his people, uh, where he covenants that he will uh, Israel will be his chosen people. Yes, uh, they'll be his um, the recipients of his his blessing, his his steadfast love, um, and then uh, the the people in, in Exodus um, twenty four say yes, we we accept this this book of the covenant. Uh, we'll do everything that you have said, Lord, and we'll obey you. That, that's kind of their part. Um, and what we see that happens in, in the New Testament is a new covenant is formed um, because the, the people of Israel, just like all people throughout history, uh, aren't able to, to keep these promises, uh, keep up their end of the bargain. That's where you see uh, the concept, biblical concept of sin come in. Um, and, you know, just eight chapters later in Exodus, uh, the people, uh, they have the episode with, with the golden calf. They break mm-hmm. the first the commandments are uh, really quickly um and then there's there's uh yeah there's consequences as a result uh, but jesus enters the scene in the new uh testament yes. um and he is the one who initiates this uh new covenant with with us as as his people where uh, it's actually through the shedding of his blood and usually there was some form of of a sign of a covenant whether mm-hmm. it was a shedding of blood or exchanging of of gifts or something along those lines um i mean you see that even now in in marriage or a marriage covenant you exchange a ring that's the sign of that covenant 
but um, Jesus, he, he, he dies on the cross. That's, mm-hmm. that's the essence of the Christian faith um, and the gospel message is, is Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, that he dies on the cross for our sins because he knew we wouldn't be able to keep this covenant. Um, and, and what's required of us is simply to believe now. I would believe in faith. Um, and that's uh, the, the covenant we're in now. And so Sunday, Sunday morning, the, the reason that's important to keep that in mind with our worship is because it's a reminder that, that what we're entering into on a Sunday morning is that, that, that uh, covenant, the reminder yeah. of that covenant that we have with God now. And it's this two parties interacting, Right. Um, you have God who's initiating and, and, you know, often I feel like I, I kind of just, I don't know when I've really said this, I kind of maybe just gleaned this or, or filled in the gaps that I'm, I'm going to Sundays, uh, to, to worship God so I can, I can learn, I can grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but really a Sunday morning worship services, it's meant to be, uh, God is inviting us. Right. It's, it's, the, he's the one who's initiating. And so every, every Sunday is a reminder of this covenant. He's initiating us into yeah. a deeper relationship with him. Uh, Rory Nolan in his book, uh, Transforming Worship, I uh, grabbed a couple of quotes from that uh, that I thought were really good. Uh, he says, the fact that God initiates worship completely changes the dynamic of a church service. On Sundays, we're not simply attending church service, we're going by divine invitation to meet with God and his people. Gathered worship is that divine invitation to encounter and experience God. Um, and so it's that like where God is, is, is dialoguing with us. He's, he's communicating mm-hmm. with us and then we are responding as well as a result. Yeah. And even, you know, in our conversation today, you know, as we were talking about, you know, something mysterious happens as we gather and it's like, you know, it can be easy to think, eh, I was just hanging out with my friends or, you know, we did all these things together and it just made me feel good. It's like, no, there is something else happening here and it is it is that god the father the son the holy spirit this trinity that we worship is inviting us into relationship with him Mm -hmm. and whether we realize it or not and when we gather on sundays when we gather as the body of christ that unique experience is happening and yeah, something supernatural is happening. Yes. And yeah. it's part of what we should be doing as Christians and as followers of Christ is making ourselves aware that that is happening. You know, we don't always prepare our hearts uh, when we show up on Sundays. We, and it is a time that we should be prepping ourselves, prepping our mm-hmm. minds, prepping our hearts that we can be hearing from, from the Spirit. Mm. Um, and hearing from the body of Christ. I think, uh, John, that's really good. I I remember in one of my uh, seminary classes, we had, I think, a a professor, uh, Dr. Thrasher, who just seemed really attuned to some of the stuff. One of the things he shared that changed my perspective is every time he goes to service on Sunday, he thinks about, what am I bringing to the Lord as offering? And so it could be things that weighed on his heart, hopes mm-hmm. and joys, burdens or whatever, but pretty much every time, every week he would write down, what am I bringing before the Lord right. this Sunday? Mm-hmm. I'm not just yeah. showing up. I am meeting with God and his mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of my favorite parts of our church service, um, is the prayer minister portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's usually, 
at the same time that we uh, invite the church to um, the communion table uh, to you know receive uh, the body, uh, the bread as as the body of Christ um, that was broken for us and His blood that was spilled to to make us clean, the juice that symbolizes His blood. Uh, we invite people to come up to receive prayer as well, and I and I. Uh, Whenever I serve as a prayer minister, uh, I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do because hmm. uh, it's a chance to, uh, for people to, as an act of worship, express, I have, I have this need. I feel, uh, you know, this burden, um, and I need God to move and show up, and so we get to pray on their yeah. behalf. Um, and I wish more people would actually take advantage of it, yes. you know, uh, and, and utilize uh, that. And, um, portion of our service uh, to the point where, where it would even run past uh, the mm -hmm. ending of our of our service time. We'd have a line of people, and we just keep praying as long as as necessary yeah. um, because the Spirit is is moving, and, and God's people are are wanting to, to to talk to Him and to hear from Him and to right. receive from Him in prayer. Yeah, I think Rick, backing up a little bit when you talk about just like what am I bringing in to this service? Uh, someone gave me this kind of picture of the body of Christ as in the whole world and how when we gather to worship on a Sunday, you know, based on time zones, mm -hmm. churches from all over the world have been worshiping for hours. Yeah. And then we are joining in with that worship mm -hmm. and how like that, just that idea that you know, like, it's like, Christians all over the world are doing this and we join in with that because you know like we were saying before it's this divine invitation to encounter and experience God mm -hmm. like and um and that's a beautiful thing and I I I need to I I know personally I need to like do a better job at readying myself for yeah. that experience yeah and Me I too <laughs> yeah we all do you know and I think it's our hope as a church that we would be a community that comes expectant, yeah. mm. knowing that this something is going to happen. Something God's going to transform us and change us. Yeah, I love that, John. Coming so, expectant. Yeah, that's great. And um, and even that it's that expectancy is a sign of what we're about. That we want to be a people. That we want to be a community in the middle of Ann Arbor ministering to students at the University of Michigan and the city the people that live in the city of Ann Arbor that this is how we want to be this mm -hmm. is what we want to be about and um, I love just kind of jumping off of that idea Rory Nolan will refer back to this book transforming worship it's a great book please read it it's <laughs> it's uh, been a really good read for uh, some of us on staff and it just says Worship is an expression of our covenant relationship with God. And uh, just like that Sunday gathering where we worship, it's saying something. And back to what you were saying, Nick, in the same way that Israel's worship I affirmed their identity as God's people, Sunday worship defines Christians as people of God's new covenant written in the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Transforming worship encourages God's people to remain faithful to our commitment to follow Christ and helps us grow in our relationship with the Lord. John, I, I think we just got, we're in the, in the book of Peter. It says, once we were not a people, and yes. now we are the people of God. Yes. And we have been made to be a kingdom of priests. Mm -hmm. 
And so there is something that happens uh, when we come to Christ. We are connected to the body of Christ. Yes. And Sunday morning is a place we gather yeah. to minister on behalf of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I'll take this opportunity. This is a little bit of a, of a, of a plug. But um, I uh, took over as our Sunday service department director um, in 2020 during the pandemic as we were trying to figure out how to how to relaunch our, our Sunday service after taking a break and just doing the live stream for a little under six months. And uh, it's been an honor. It's been a joy. Um, also, uh, before that, I didn't realize how much work went into <laughs> pulling off a Sunday morning service. So I mean, work. with, you know, the New Life Kids program, you know, the worship, uh, all the tech, um, all the hospitality volunteers. Um, there's a lot uh, mm -hmm. to, to try to, you know, form uh and, and and you know in faith with the lord's help and dependence on him a, a sunday morning service that um brings him glory and honor and also helps people to enter into his presence and 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 that that covenant uh relationship uh with him um and so i i would say uh, as i've have i grown an appreciation of that and the, the, the people that have done this for for years longer than i have um and their service uh, also, I would say an invitation to to serve, uh, to consider serving, uh, if you aren't already, uh, if you're listening to this, because there's something that happens as well as we serve one another that I think is powerful and formational. Yep. Yep. Also, um, you know, the, the heart of our faith as well. Jesus came, um, you know, not to be served but to serve, yep. and and so we have that opportunity every Sunday morning um, to also serve one another um, in various, you know, myriad of capacities. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that goes uh, such a long way in, in helping us connect with the Lord yeah. as well uh, as we model, um, yeah. as we follow the model of Jesus. Yeah, we, we as Christians, want to be like Christ, and Christ came to serve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's it's an, a very obvious leap in my mind that we as a community as a church that we should be taking regularly yeah well gentlemen it's been an honor just having this conversation with you guys and uh, i've enjoyed our time together um i have some closing thoughts here that i want to share but uh is there anything else either of you wants to share before we close here yeah thanks john i, I had a thought here that maybe hope is to get in the mind of a pastor a little bit uh it's just Sunday morning is different than going to a small group yep. or something. Mm -hmm. It's it's when we're all coming together. And as a pastor, uh, I feel like the Lord has called me to care for and shepherd this flock. I know the other guys feel the same way. Yep. And so it's just important to be together and to see and to, to know these are the people that I have linked my life with and hmm. I'm responsible to shepherd and lead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned earlier in our conversation how like the mystery of where two or three are gathered and how when we, you know, it's great to gather in a small group or in a home group, but then doing that same thing with people you don't know personally, mm -hmm. but your one connection is Jesus Christ that there's something beautiful and amazing that happens when we Absolutely. do that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, my, my thought is, is similar. Um, 
I, you know, there's a couple of images that, that scripture uses to describe the church, and one of them is as God's household. Uh, and I really like that one. Um, you see that in John 1, Ephesians 2, 1 Peter 4. Um, and you, know, you have God the Father, uh, you have Jesus as elder brother, and then you have each of us as, as brother and sister, and we're yeah. all filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, we have God's presence within each of us as well. And so you think about a family, um, you know, you, you have your family gatherings, um, and some of them are smaller and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but when you gather all together, there's a beauty to it and, and there's a, a, a diversity of to, to it. There's a, um, there's a power to it. Um, and I think about, you know, even me as a dad, when we're able to get our family all together, um, you know, I sense this even with, with my wife's family and, and her parents, um, just something her dad just really loves it when the whole family's together. He even mm. uses that. Yeah. I just love when the whole family's together. Mm. Uh, so I think there's a, there's a certain joy uh, that even God the Father feels when, when his church body, is, his household is, is all together. And I can't do that, obviously, globally as the capital C church, yeah. but as a local representation of, of his body, uh, that's, that's the Sunday morning gathering. Yes. That's when we're together as God's household, as his family, uh, worshiping him, uh, being fed by him, encouraging one another, uh, blessing one another, serving one another, that I just think, man, just has got to bring a huge smile to God's face yeah. uh, and brings joy to, to us as well. Yeah. Amen. Everything flows out of our worship of God. Mm-hmm. And we can better understand who God is when it is done in community and with others. Yeah. That practice starts with the gathered body of Christ in Sunday worship. And when we don't feel like worshiping God and our feelings don't need to match our actions, but our mm-hmm. actions need to match our convictions mm-hmm. and the encouragement of others and our actions of worship towards God can form in us something that grows us deeper into God's love. Mm-hmm. And I want to go deeper. Paul writes Ephesians three verse 14 through 20. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today, and it is our prayer that you will join us for gathered worship at New Life Church or wherever you have a church home, and that you will worship with deeper fervency and understanding of our God as he invites you into deeper relationship with him. Grace and peace be with you.